The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and general shenanigans. Woo! And it is January. <laughs> Fuck. What month is it? It is January 26th. Uh, we're recording on a Saturday. We normally record on Sundays. And uh, this is our 90th podcast. You know what else it is? What else is it? It is Colin O'Donohue's birthday. And I bring that up solely because I have watched every single episode of Once Upon a Time in the last month. And Colin O'Donohue plays Captain Hook. Okay. Thank you for providing that very excellent context. You're uh, very welcome. <laughs> You're very welcome. I have... I, I have a lot of feelings about Captain Hook. Most of them are positive. In fact, all of them are positive. <laughs> I, um, never seen Once Upon a Time. I don't recommend it at all. <laughs> I love it, but I watch it knowing full well that it is one of the most ridiculous shows ever. Um, but anyway, I've watched every single episode and I then went... Oh, never mind. That's a happy thing. I'll tell you later. Let's keep going. <laughs> well, we were just talking. Uh, 90, if last episode was the Sam Gagne podcast, this is the Jason Spezza podcast. Yay, Jason Spezza! It's Spezza cast. It's dad cast. Dad cast. <laughs> Who else wears a 90? Do we care about anybody else? No. I don't actually know who else wears a 90. I can't answer I'm, that. I'm, I'm looking um, it up. I mean, obviously, other people do wear. I mean, obviously, but I'm just saying, I don't think most of them matter. No, not in my heart. Not in mine either. Nor in the heart of any Dallas Stars fan. Um, just kidding. Probably there are some that do. Yeah, some people are dirty, dirty, multi-fanners. It's like a multi-ship joke, but. Uh, Mike Madonna wore 90. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I gotta take that when, bag, Donna. When, when he played for the Detroit Red Wings. Don't gotta take it back. <laughs> Don't gotta take it back. Don't Still doesn't count. There have actually not been many nineties. Huh. Uh, Marcus Johansson wears it now. They- Anthony Richard, who I've never heard of. No, no, no. Um, Th- Thomas Tatar. Yeah, I don't care. Um, Jared McCann. Don't care. Um. And then nobody else that's nobody else this year is wearing it. Well, there you go. Jason Spezza, the only 90 that really matters. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm really willing. Oh, Ryan O'Reilly. Sorry. Also oh, Ryan yeah, O'Reilly. Do... Yeah, I don't care. Don't care. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> no, Maybe I don't give a shit. I have some import. I don't care. I don't care. No, Jason Spezza is <laughs> the only one that matters. Only one that matters. Uh, we are also. You heard it here first. Eating pizza today in honor of jason spezza but mostly because we like pizza but we're just retroactively saying in honor of jason spezza well see i haven't had mine yet so i'm definitely saying that mine is in honor of jason spezza yeah i did have pizza today it was delicious and i suspect it was more delicious because jason spezza was watching over me the spirit of jason spezza made that pizza more delicious exactly we won't say how (laughs) i don't want to know i don't want to know how the sausage is made <laughs> no, no, I don't want to know how the Spezza spirit is made. <laughs> Pretty much the same way the sausage is made, honestly. <laughs> no, you're welcome. No, that's not. Well, no, I didn't I say, say thank you. I did not say thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so Dallas Stars did things. Yeah, the day after we recorded. <laughs> It happened so long ago that I forgot it happened. Yeah. So uh, right after, literally the Monday after we recorded the last podcast, uh, the Dallas Stars made a trade um, sending Devin Shore one for one. I think one for one. Fuck it. It doesn't matter if it's one for one. Uh, or not. Ooh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was one for one. But um, the, for Andrew Cogliano. Yup. How do we feel about this? Fine-ish. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think Shore was ever going to be a whole lot more for the stars than we saw. Um, 
I think Cogliano's not going to be a whole lot more for the stars than what he was in Anaheim either, but sure had pretty dang good defensive metrics for the stars and pretty low offensive metrics for the stars. And Cogliano was the opposite. And both teams needed what the other one had. Oh, okay. So I feel like you got very, very similar players in total output. You know, like, I'm not actually a huge fan of one number metrics, but there's been a lot talk about uh, war, which is like a single number metric. And like, it has ratings for defense and it has ratings for offense. And then you combine it all together and you get a single number. And so I feel like from a war perspective, they're going to be very, very similar, but they're getting there in different ways. And the stars needed somebody with who could drive a little bit more offense on the in the bottom six. And I think that's what they're get, getting out of Cogliano. And though I think for a while he was playing up in the second line with Spezza. And um, I don't know how, much, how long that will last. But at the same time, still at least slightly better than Shore. <laughs> you know, that's... that's Did you I... forget who we were talking about for a minute there? Well, I, no, I didn't really know how I wanted to end that sentence. So gotcha. that's what came out. <laughs> that's where we went. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not really, I don't really feel any particular way about it at all. If it, if it, if it, if it gives us a slight edge, that's great. I mean, if it doesn't, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't know. I just, I'm having a hard time feeling any particular way because mostly I just don't really care. <laughs> like, it doesn't feel like it was that big of a move. It, it doesn't feel like it's going to make like that appreciable a difference. So like. I don't think so either. Cool. Cool, buds. Like. Yeah, I, I and I appre- there are things I like about it, and that really actually have a whole nothing to do with the trade itself, except that it was Devin Shore that we moved on from, because it felt like he was an almost untouchable piece. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like they liked him so much from a like worth work ethic and personality perspective that they weren't going to give him up. But also, he needed to be given up. <laughs> so right. I do like the willingness to wheel and deal that we saw there. That I don't think... What was that? That was me moving my computer, because it's... It made a dong. <laughs> oh, I clicked... I accidentally clipped the, the mic stand. Oh, okay. It's like... It sounded like you just... Called people for dinner in a monastery. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite a noise. Well, I'm <sighs> practicing for my new life. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think the I think the trade ultimately was is a better move from a well, it looks like the front office isn't content standpoint. And but at the same time they did go out and get a veteran. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes, and he'll be a UFA at the end of his contract instead of an RFA like Devin Shore. And he's a little bit older and he's a little bit more expensive, um, but he's not a lot more expensive. So, like, ne- it's a negligible amount of more expensive, really, in my opinion. And he's been to the playoffs. <laughs> Definitely has been to the playoffs. Famously hasn't won a game seven. Uh, but, you know, definitely in playoff experience. That's good. I mean, maybe, maybe they won't go to game seven. They'll just win in five or six. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Heading into the stars are doing their bye, did their bye week and also all-star break at the same time. And so they only have 49 games played, which is not a whole lot compared to a lot of the other game. Uh, central- was that why we had such a big break? I was yeah. curious. Yeah, that's why we haven't watched a whole lot of hockey. Um, and frankly, that I was very busy this week, so I wouldn't have watched a whole lot of hockey anyway. I mean, I could have watched some hockey, but like, yeah, there was no hockey to be found. I that tried I wanted to, watch. to watch the LA game, and that was a poor choice on my part. It was so bad. I turned it off before the third. I couldn't. I didn't watch the LA it, game. It was so bad. It was the slowest most boring plotting hockey i have ever seen the stars went down 2 and 0 and it was it was awful and the only time they decided to actually play offense like they got outshot down by 2 Ugh. and they 
actually ended up winning the total shot battle because of how they played in the third. But that's not how score effects works. Like, you're supposed to get better at shots when you go down. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't watch that game because I was on a plane. And then I didn't watch the Jets game uh, I didn't, on Saturday because I was in I wasn't California. able to watch the Jets game, but... LA game, bad, 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 bad. Was not not a fan. But despite everything, the Stars yeah. are uh, in the first wild card spot. Uh, they have a game in hand on Colorado, who is right behind them with the same number of points. Um, they actually have a game in hand on Minnesota, who has a game uh, who has fifty five points. So they wouldn't be able to catch up, but they could be put themselves in a really good position. They aren't on any sort of streak. They definitely won over um, the Winnipeg, which is always good to see. Hate losing to them. Um, and still have a really excellent home record. It's just their away games that are pretty bad. So they are as they continue as they have before. <laughs> Not much has changed uh, for the stars. But I mean... Were we really expecting anything to change? No, but it would have been nice if it had. I mean, yes, obviously, it always would have been nice. But, like, without anything actually changing, what were we really expecting to change? Not a whole lot. That said, there's been some interesting talk. So I've been hammering Montgomery specifically on zone entries and um, poor neutral zone play. And I have also been hammering Montgomery on those things. And some of the stuff that's come out last this last week is more like like Jamie Ben talking about how like they're maybe just not talented enough to not dump and chase. And I'm like, all right, well, just goes back to the front office problem that we have been talking about. Yep. <laughs> so figure it the fuck out. I don't know what to tell you guys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There is some exciting news out of Dallas, though. What would that be? Well, it just got announced today that... Or not today. Just got announced yesterday. Yesterday, I think. That the Dallas Stars are going to be playing the Nashville Predators in the 2020 Winter Classic. I'm actually kind of excited about this. I'm really pretty stoked. (laughs) I mean... First of all, that means that barring anything crazy happening, we get PK Subban. Yeah, yeah. And which I'm real excited about. Yeah, and like barring anything crazy like hockey, just don't be shit for a year. Like all you gotta yeah. do is not be shit for one whole year so that I can go experience the winter classic with some joy in my heart. I don't really feel like that's asking for too much. It shouldn't be. But it feels like a real high bar. I mean, it is a real high bar, but... I don't know. But it's I... a real high bar for the NHL, which means that the rest of us could just walk over it. <laughs> but since the NHL is coming from the basement, they're like... <laughs> reaching. They're like, what the fuck is this high jump here? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, us up on pedestals, we're like, oh, buddy, that's cute. <laughs> Try a little harder. What do you think we are, Olympians? <laughs> Actually, yes! Some of you are! Actually, no! You refuse to go! <laughs> Just as fast year. Just as fast. You're correct! None of you are, but you are professional athletes, so step it the fuck up. Do you remember? Oh, God, it was a couple... It might have been, like, a couple off-seasons ago. It was back when they were still in Tampa, but, like... It was, like, the off-season, and Lexi LaFleur and JT Brown had, like, done, like, a a wife, you know, husband-wife kind of bet about this 5K that they were going to run together. And JT was like, take it easy on me. You know, you're a runner. You run all the time. <laughs> you're going to do so good. You got to take it easy on me. And she was like, you're a professional fucking athlete. <laughs> <laughs> You're a professional fucking athlete. Oh my god, I love her. Oh god. Speaking of minor happy things, have you seen Lexi LaFleur's new Instagram recently? 
Uh, I mean, I've seen many. What are we talking about? Her most recent, uh, one of her recent ones about like um, uh, Lily's diapers. Oh, yeah, about the breastfeeding. Oh, and the shit. Yes, yes, and, like and how like <laughs> it's really horrible, and, and, and she she woke her up. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe I'll go <laughs> shit in the bed. <laughs> that and it was horrifying <laughs> it was hilarious i really wish they had like their own like hgtv reality show or something honestly i would watch like i would watch so many tv shows of just the two of them yes and like, their family just, their super cute yeah. family absolutely. absolutely they would be hilarious mm-hmm. it would be good it's like millennial like it's like like chip and joanna Gaines, but for millennials yes <laughs> Oh my god, my dad loves that fucking show so much. <laughs> dude, dude, so many people of our parents' age love that show and think that, like, Waco is cool now? Oh god. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, I have sat with my parents and watched that show. It like, she is a little too in love with Shiplap, but, yeah. like, on the whole, I, I find it, I, I, I find it enjoyable to sit and watch, like, an episode mm-hmm. my dad will sit and watch 15 and i'm like they're all the same house we could be like, binging once upon a time right now right he hates once upon a time <laughs> <laughs> he and my mom because i i watched it back when it was first airing like i watched the first six no five and a half like I watched up through season five and then like the first couple episodes of season six and then I gave up which was stupid because six ended up being the last ep- like last season of like the main cast that I cared about mm-hmm. and if I just held on for like the rest of the season I would have like gotten to the end and then you know been happy but uh that's a really stressful fucking show to watch as it airs anyway um I was watching it and I made my mom watch it my mom loved it and so she tried to get my dad to watch it so she could watch it because uh, they only watch TV together. I don't even know. Apparently that's something married people do. And mm. I, she, he was like, I'm not watching this. I was home for Christmas and he was like, nope, we're not doing this. <laughs> okay, dad, whatever. <laughs> well, you can tell we're bad hockey fans because we're recording on Saturday night and not on Sunday. And we're not watching the, uh, what do you call it? The All-Star whatever that Game. Thing is. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> Yeah, you know like, that thing, that big event that's currently going on right now. That would be the one, <laughs> literally, that I just don't care about as we are recording. But the All Star Skills Competition was last night, and we got several questions about this. Um, because did you hear about what what went on? All the I heard that Brianna Decker may or may not, according to the NHL, now have won the fastest skater. No, no, not quite. So she was, so the way, what had happened was obviously all of the NHLers going to the All-Star Game have been picked for weeks, Um, but they invited four uh, women's Olympians, uh, two from the U.S., two from Canada, to demonstrate the um, skills events um, with Kendall Coyne Schofield actually participating in Fastest Skater, like as a competitor. Mm. But Brianna Decker was scheduled to demonstrate the passing competition i forget what it was actually oh okay called. okay and she per the clock well a apparently the nbcsn broadcast didn't even show her do it um but people wow. in the, like the arena timer i guess had her at a minute six seconds and change and the men's winner the NHLer who won was leon dreisaitl of the edmonton oilers and he was at a minute nine and change and so we have some good questions about this. Jen, friend of the podcast, Jen asks, do you think the NHL will even acknowledge Brianna Decker's existence, let alone her winning time on the passing skills event? Well, there was a bunch of outcry, self-included, about Dreisaitl getting the prize money for 109 and change when Brianna Decker had been clocked at 106 and change. Mm-hmm. So, and this, I mean, it built and built and built and built and built. And yeah, understandable. Because the thing with, like, the, 
So the NHL, I guess, went back and looked at a timed video. And the timed video, not the arena timer, had her at 112 and change. So they put out a statement talking about her actually being at 112 and change, and that was still a great time and whatever the fuck. Whatever. This feels so fucking condescending. It does. Like, we already knew it was condescending. First and foremost, the dudes are getting paid to be at the All-Star event. They have at least the chance to win money mm-hmm. in these prize competitions. There's a there's money for winning the actual All-Star game, and then there's money for winning skills events. These Olympians that came and demonstrated were not getting money. And I doubt even if Kendall Coyne Schofield had won the fastest skater event that she would have gotten any money, you know? And the fact that they weren't even actually clocking Brianna Decker doing this is pure, we don't think she's going to be any good. Yeah. Like maybe she was just, they had just booked her to demonstrate it or what the fuck ever. But then at least wouldn't you say something like, wouldn't you... They just don't care. They just don't care. And it's so condescending. And instead of just like, instead of just taking the loss and giving her the prize money and making a big deal of it, they went back and said, we can't have Leon Dreisaitl. We can't hurt the feelings of this NHLer, which he probably gives two shits about the prize money. Like, I mean, I'm trying, I'm not putting any of this on Leon Dreisaitl, frankly. No, no. It was more important to them to prove that they were right and that Leon Dreisaitl was the winner than it was to make a big deal about how cool Brianna Decker is. Didn't Bauer or whoever was putting up the the money, though, already say that they were giving Brianna Decker the money? I don't know. I didn't see that. Oh, well, in that case, yes, they did. They've already okay. said that. Uh, <laughs> let me uh, let me actually read. They they wrote a letter and posted it on Twitter. And I guarantee the NHL it. wouldn't have fucking done shit had Bauer or, you know, other large things uh, people talk about it like sportsnet had a whole okay. fucking i'm so sorry it. it was ccm hockey CCM. uh they tweeted sense. out we're gonna hashtag pay decker uh and the the letter itself says that brianna the ccm hockey family would like to congratulate you on your performance at last night's skills competition 106 that's pretty fast we understand the importance of recognizing female hockey players and are pleased to give you the 25000 that you deserve. You are an ambassador for growing the women's game, and we are so proud to have you on the CCM team. Sincerely, your friends at CCM Hockey. And now, and, and to, to, 112 is still, is second place by a long shot. Like, yeah. it was Leon Dreisel at 109, and then the next person after him was um, Sebastian Ajo at uh, Ajo. At 118. So, like, she she would kick it. If she had been in the regular competition from the from jump, she would have gotten second place by a mile. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that would have been more acceptable for her to just be, I got second place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Than for all of this debacle. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's just petty. It's just petty as shit. Yes. It's really petty. And, like, normally I'm all for being petty because, like, hashtag petty goals. I love it. But, like, that's punching down and not up. Yes. <laughs> like, it's just being an asshole to a woman just because you can. And also, I mean, I we're, I mean we've been talking about uh, Brianna Decker a lot, but Kendall Coyne actually got Kendall Coyne Schofield. Uh, Schofield? I'm not actually sure how to say her husband's. Uh, not, see, I don't know either. It's fine. Um, she came in, um, I think, fifth overall. Um, there were six guys, there were seven guys, and she came in fifth. Um, she was faster than Cam Atkinson and somebody else <laughs> in the and somebody else. I have it here. Hang on. Your friend Connor McDavid was fastest skater. God. Um. So she came in at fourteen three and change. Sorry, she wasn't faster than Cam Atkinson. She was faster than Clayton Keller. That's who she was faster than. I don't even know who that is. He plays for the Arizona Coyotes. That's why I don't know who that is. (laughs) And Connor McDavid, of course, won that. And uh, Miro Heiskanen actually acquitted himself quite well. He came in faster than Cam Atkinson. That's who I was thinking. Nice. Um, So better than a couple of forwards there. 
But we have one last question about the All-Star Game. Or sorry, we have several questions about the All-Star Game. Uh, Lou asks, I'm sure you will already talk about Kendall Coyne and Brianna Decker and the All-Stars comp, but please talk about the NHL's complete disregard of the NWHL and the CWHL. I mean, why do they refuse to acknowledge the leagues exist? Why do you think, Lou? (laughs) (laughs) Those leagues are entirely made up of women. There's that, and they're also definitely trying to seem neutral when all they want to do is start their own league or own their own league yeah that's all it is is they're like well we're not gonna take a side in the two leagues there should be one league but they only care about one league if they can control it if they're i guarantee fucking to you if there becomes one league and it looks like there will be one league um i would guess probably before next season or very very much before the lockout season of the NHL. I guarantee you there will be one league before the lockout season of the NHL. But if there is one league and it is not under NHL control, they will still give two shits about it. They will change their story so fast. Well, we don't believe in the one, you know, it's one league, but they just don't happen to have the business model to make make it work that we don't really want to invest in. Well, too fucking bad. (laughs) <laughs> Carolyn ain't got time for your shit I ain't got no time for fucking Gary Bettman shit No <laughs> God he's so annoying He's the worst He is the fucking worst Accurate You know what the best thing I've seen all day though is What's that Austin Matthews red carpet suit Oh my god <laughs> I saw it and I was like, are you joking me right now? He belongs on some kind of like, I want him to do some sort of murder mystery in that suit. Yes. There have been so many excellent Twitter jokes about that suit. It's great. Oh, God. He's definitely like straight out of a period piece. Like it could be a murder period piece. It could be a romance period piece. It could be uh, just your typical period drama. Um, he, it could be politics. I don't know, but he's certainly somebody from the 1850s. Yes. Yes, he is. Absolutely, he is. Uh, I went straight to Murdoch Mysteries. Have you ever seen, you've seen that? Uh, no, I don't think I've watched Murdoch Mysteries. It's pretty cute. The first season specifically has actually one of my favorite, like, will they won't be romances that I've ever seen. Oh. It's really cute. It's set in Victorian Toronto. And uh, it's like an episodic murder mystery show. Um, So, like, don't go into it, like, thinking it's going to be dramatic or anything like that. But it's really cute. I strongly recommend. One last All-Star Game question. Shani asks, hope I'm not, uh, sorry, the best Shani in all the land, asks, hope I'm not too late with this one. What do y'all think of this year's All-Star jerseys? Follow up, if the jerseys are literally made from garbage, why do they cost so much? I don't like them. Terrible. There's a I lot mean, of I people know. who like them. And that I, just I, like... don't, I thought everybody was punking me. I'm not even joking. Those Ulster jerseys came out and everybody was like, oh, I'm buying one. I'm like, why? They're... What are you throwing your money away for? They're black and white. They're boring as fuck. They're, literally, they're the king's jerseys, but more boring. Yes. And with other logos on them. I was so appalled that everybody was, like, so over the moon about them. And I was like, what is wrong with all of you? Oh, I'm glad that you and I are together on this one. Because if you had come out and been like, they're so great. I would no, have been like, okay. No, stand we're done. firm on. <laughs> At some point, something will break this podcast. But it won't be now. <laughs> It won't be those jerseys. It won't be those jerseys. Don't talk about breaking the podcast. No. I'm not ready to let go. Winter classic jerseys. Ugh. God, maybe. <laughs> it could be. Ugh. Now we should just play it off mic to have like a big fight about it. Script it now. We'll just start scripting it now and we'll see how many of our predictions come true. <laughs> Can you believe 
I can't believe they decided to ditch the green. God, they made them red. <laughs> it was like they couldn't get the Blackhawks in the game, so they decided to wear their jerseys. They made the stars the Blackhawks instead. I couldn't even get the word Blackhawks out. I was so angry. <laughs> Did you hear that? It was awful. <laughs> anyway. If they're literally made from garbage, why do they cost that much? Shani, it's because they put an NHL logo on them. Because capitalism. You're not paying for materials. You're paying for the use of branding. Yes. And just remember, Gary Bettman hates you. Always. Never. Never forget how much Gary Bettman disdains your very existence. (laughs) It's so true. I like number three here. Yeah, because other than uh, the All-Star game, there has actually been a decent amount of shenanigans in the NHL world this year. But can I can I read your literal actual point here? (laughs) Carolyn wrote, Oilers, fire, what's his fuck? (laughs) Did you forget his name? While I was making this outline, I did forget Peter Chiro's name. Yeah. He is already gone from my consciousness. Fuck that guy. Oh, I mean, fuck that man anyway. It's fine. It's just funny. Oh, God, that's really funny. So it finally happened. Yeah. Finally. I mean, I can't believe it took this long, to be quite honest. No one can fucking believe it took this long. It's a little ridiculous. My favorite part of this whole fiasco is that he had just signed their goaltender, their backup goaltender, uh, Miko Koskinen. I probably said that wrong, but he's Finnish, so I might have said it right. I've I, I've never heard it, so you're you're fine. They pronounce most of their letters. They do. They do. I've heard that about them. Who is not having a particularly like amazing season? I mean, it's not having mm-hmm. like a like a shit season, mm-hmm. but he's. I mean. Nothing that would really indicate this man should start an NHL team. And they signed him for like three or four years. I can't remember which. Something like four million each. Indicating that they were about to trade Cam Talbot. Right. And then they fired Peter Chiarelli literally days later. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you let your GM outgoing, your GM who's already on rocky ground, according to some reports, sign a giant fucking contract. And Makes then sense. you fire him? <laughs> yeah, right after you do this. Right after he ties you to this one goalie for that long. Cool. And then, and then, literally the day of, there were conflicting, like, Darren Dreger and everybody's favorite Mark Spector, P. HWA president Mark Spector were leaking different reports. So I forget who it was. Spector said leaked uh Koskinen contract was entirely entirely negotiated by Peter Chiarelli. And Drager said Koskinen contract was an organizational decision that they had decided to go with. <laughs> and these tweets came within literal minutes of each other. One of these two is not correct. <laughs> Both of these are in the pocket of different Oilers people. God, that's hysterical. Uh, guess which one is which? Oh, God, it was so fucking hilarious. By the way, it was totally Drager had the better take of the two. Like, 100%. Yeah. 100%. There is no way and anybody in that organization didn't think that contract was a good idea when it happened. Right. If they didn't think it was a good idea when it happened, that contract wouldn't have been signed because it wasn't necessary to sign right then. But everybody thought it was fine. And that's the issue with the Oilers organization, is that they didn't know that that was a bad contract then. Because they're dumb. Yes. Anyway, the Oilers are going to be bad for a while. I mean, is anyone surprised? Is anything different than it had been? The answer to both of those questions is no. And then, and then the interim GM is... um. Fucking, fucking Keith Gretzky? I don't know his first fucking name. But anyway, his last name's Gretzky. And Bob Nicholson was like, well, some people are going to say this is nepotism. Yes, Bob. correct. Yes, they are. Because it's nepotism. Weird. 
It reminds me of my favorite quote recently from all the sh- billionaire shenanigans in Davos, Switzerland, or whatever. And Bill um, Bill Gates is like, the people criticizing us and wanting this tax are communists. And I was like, well, yes. Yes, the people criticizing capitalism and capitalists generally are communist in nature. That, that's they, kind they, of how they that would works. do that. They, they like to do that. They do, they do, they do, they do do that. Do do, they do do that. <laughs> it's nepotism, Bob. It's nepotism. You heard me correctly. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's exactly what it is, and you're just gonna have to get used to it. Anyway, sorry, not sorry, Oilers fans. I'm not sorry at all. I really am not. Nope, I couldn't, even if I tried, be sorry. <laughs> like, you, you know what you need to do. You know what you need to do to fix this. What you need to do is take the entire organization, gut it from the owner down, and then start over. Because what you've got is a hot fucking mess. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how you do that. And I honestly don't know how you make it better. And, you know, God bless all of the actual nice fans of that team that exist. I know all three of them. I yeah, I mean, there are only a few, but there they exist. One of them follows me on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. No, there are there are three. Precisely. Guys, keep hold keep holding on. <laughs> keep the dream alive, friends. Keep the dream, keep the dream alive. alive. Yeah. Okay. I must be hard. Dun dun. Oh god. Dun dun. Oh jeez. Dun 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 dun. Oh no. <laughs> it's everybody's favorite segment. Man reacts. <laughs> Man reacts. This is actually probably going to be the lamest Marin reacts. I, I have no idea if you are going to react to any of the things I am about to say. I mean, we'll find out, won't we? We will. Uh, so, as part of the pre-All-Star Game shenanigans, the PHWA, of whom Mark Spector is the president. I like that we keep talking about Mark Spector on this podcast. Well, you know, he is possibly the worst hockey journalist out there and is... Coincidentally, the president of the Professional Hockey Writers Association. Yeah, no, he's really real bad. His takes are terrible. His takes are so bad. They have been so bad for a long time now. Okay, this is not part of Marin Reacts, but you're going to react to it anyway. Okay. I know you've been kind of busy. Did you happen to see the um, hashtag the Oilers came up with the other day? Was it the loyalty thing? (laughs) So like with an oh I is that what we're talking about? I I definitely talked about it on Twitter. Yeah, that was that was awful. I've never in my life been more horrified. Welcome to Schadenfreude Cast with Carolyn and Marin. <laughs> Schadenfreude Cast, dude, we should start that. <laughs> oh God. They're going to be like a once a, once a month podcast. Anytime the Oilers do something real fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, We've got to be equal opportunity, though. Shot and Oh my god, I love it. Yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> so bad. Oh, Jesus. Why? Why would you do this? You can have flame flames fans on i mean you can really you could have anybody on mm-hmm. like there's there's schadenfreude to be had in every single team yeah pretty much anyway what i really wanted to talk about as the pre-all-star game shenanigan um it's not technically a shenanigan but the phwa released their mid-season awards ballots which is basically Ooh. if the season ended today these people would be getting all the awards that are handed out at the end of the season. So I'm going to start with kind of the most important ones, the ones that matter to us. Uh, Number one, Hart Trophy. Do you have any guesses who could be number one? Can you give me a hint? Uh, No, I just want you to pick a name out of a hat, frankly. I mean, like, I'm just going to Sidney Crosby or somebody somebody stupid like that. Okay. Uh, So the actual number one is Nikita Kucherov. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, number two is Johnny Gaudreau. Ooh. And number three is Connor McDavid. Oh my god. I mean, like, it's not untrue. 
But, like, the most valuable player in the entire NHL? I don't know if I'd go there. Like, the player judged to the player adjudged in this take. But the player judged to be most valuable to his team. My thing about that particular one how is... is how is Connor McDavid not number one every single year then? A. Because that. he literally is the Oilers. Yeah. A, that. But then also, there's this, like, unwritten rule that you can't be on these ballots if you aren't going to make the playoffs. Uh, yeah, and they are definitely... Unlikely not... to make the playoffs. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not going to say not because I think, you know, there is a world where everybody in Colorado's legs get broken. <laughs> but, like... Please... I mean, they're, they're not too, too far out of it, but they're also playing like shit and have lost three games in a row. Take that for, I mean, they did hire Ken Hitchcock, so whatever. That was a choice they made. Okay. Norris Trophy. You are not going to get who is number one for Norris Trophy at the midseason, but I will give no, you not. Western Conference. Oh, is it, is it somebody I've heard of? Have yes, I said you, his you name absolutely before? do know who this person is. Okay. I don't think you would guess this person, but you do know who this person is. Okay. P.K. Subban. <laughs> no. I'm just keeping the dream alive. <laughs> uh, number one, Mark Giordano of the Calgary Flames. I would never in my life have guessed Mark Giordano. Okay, keep going. Number two, Morgan Riley. Really? Of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Wow, that's a choice. Yeah. And what's really fucking annoying about that particular choice is that, um, and, you know, I can't actually really argue with Giordano. He's having a great season. Like, I don't I don't mind that pick. Somehow it's okay for Riley to be in this discussion based on points and not so much based on defensive play. But that's okay. Whatever. No one cares Whatever. about that anymore because Eric Carlson's not on here. But Brett Burns is from the San Jose Sharks. All right. I'm going to do one more. One more. Okay. Because uh, this one is the most important, I think, to us and the Stars fans as a rule. Actually, no. I'm going to do two more. Uh, but number okay. this one is the most important to Stars fans. Calder Trophy. Um, I'm just going to come out and if say. If it is not high skin in. Number one, Elias Peterson from the Vancouver Canucks. False. Number two, Rasmus Dahlin of the Buffalo Sabres. Even more false. And number three, Miro Heiskanen. If that man does not push it up to number one by the end of this goddamn year, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> I can't really. Peterson is doing really good. I don't care. Shut up. <laughs> I don't care. You haven't even watched the stars! I have watched the stars. I keep trying and they keep sucking and then I keep not wanting to. Last one, and this is probably the most, the one I disagree with the most. GM of the year. Oh, God. Number one, Brad Living, Calgary Flames. Okay. Number two, Doug Wilson, San Jose Sharks. Okay. This is the real kicker here. Oh, God. Number three, Lou Lamarillo, New York Islanders. What? Really? That's a choice. That I don't, I, I, mm, 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 no, sorry, no, <laughs> that's not a thing. I'm not going to allow that to be a thing. You can't, you cannot. Nope. That's so terrible. Why? What do they say? What do they think he's done that's so fucking amazing? Well, you know, he is single-handedly responsible for their inflated shooting percentage and Robin Lehner's oh, better mental health. So... Oh, my Jesus. So, Marin, I am going to propose a new segment to you. Okay. So, I was at Knitting Club last night. And Knitting Club is in Boulder, which I don't know if you rem noticed from your drive through when you were here last year. Boulder is very hippy-dippy, woo-woo, whatever. <laughs> and... <laughs> So we are I'm, I'm sorry, hippy dippy woo woo whatever <laughs> is the best description of a fucking anything that I could think of. Uh so I was at knitting club and somehow the conversation was like somebody just goes, I would sports, why are you talking about sports? I would rather talk about star charts. 
And I ended up... What? Like astrology. Literally, okay, okay, literally a woman there said, my family specifically said we would never have an... We timed our babies not to have an Aries because we would drive them crazy. All, All right. That that's a thing. I mean, that's a that's a that's a choice. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, you know, I, I'm not making fun of people that believe these things. But like, that's just more than I've ever put in, and more thought than I've ever put into star charts. Yes, but my friend Vivian, who was there and is a hockey fan, a Stars fan, texts me this morning, and she goes, "You should have." A part on your podcast where you read the players' horoscopes and call it Stars Charts. I love it! So, I was thinking we could pick three players and read their okay. horoscope for this week. For the, Okay. Uh, I would like to choose Jason Spezza since it's the Spezza cast. January 26, 2019. Go it alone and grab all the glory. Or turn to your tribe and make this more of a team effort. You can't decide, flip a coin. You may feel like these two options are mutually exclusive on Saturday, but in reality, Gemini, there is a way to enjoy the best of both worlds. Thanks to a balancing beam of partnership-oriented Libra Moon in your leadership sector and motivator Mars in your communal house, you can use your powers of persuasion to pull together a brilliant group of individualists. Play up the... Play up the life-changing opportunity and assure them that their work will not go unnoticed. True, you'll be part of the greater initiative, but will also be recognized as the visionary who orchestrated this. Sunday's waning quarter moon in your sixth house of organization, details and service shines a clarifying light on what is realistic and what's a pipe dream. Weed out the undoable, then channel your energy towards the option with the greatest chance of success. I feel like that's a pretty good, pretty good one for upcoming. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. So the next one I would like you to read is Ben Bishop. He was born on November 21st, which puts him on the cusp of Scorpio and Sagittarius. What should we read for him? Let's read Sagittarius because, like, technically the dates for Sagittarius are November 21st to December 21st. Okay. But he's just, apparently those born on the cusp share characteristics of both signs. Sagittarius. Don't take anything at face value on Saturday, Archer. Someone who's always proclaiming their loyalty might be revealed to be a frenemy in friend's clothing. Or... (laughs) Sorry. A frenemy in friend's clothing. (laughs) There was a... It was just... It was just funny. (laughs) There's a pause there and not just because of the comma. (laughs) Or... Sorry, keep going. Or a circumstance that seems so simple and obvious may be an impossibly complex mess. With the agreeable Libra moon in your communal zone facing off with maverick Mars and capricious Aries, it's clear you need more intel on what's really going on. Don't be swayed by your desires. You need to do some objective sleuthing to determine whether this is something you want to be involved in or run full speed away from. If Monday's expansive lunar eclipse revved your engines a bit too high... (laughs) You'll be happy to hear that Sunday's healing quarter moon can restore your equilibrium. In your internal soothing 12th house, it invites you to slow down, unwind, and unplug, and whatever else brings you peace of mind. This How many won't... houses are there? I don't know. Okay, keep going. This won't just happen magically, Sag. You've got to put the unambiguous... <laughs> You've got to put the unambiguous request to the universe and then meet it halfway. <laughs> that was beautiful okay so the last one i want you to read is miro highskinen and i discovered in looking up the, his birthday that he was actually born on the same day as jamie ben what yeah he and jamie ben are born on the same day a fucking decade apart ah! that's so great i know uh miro highskinen I had been graduated for from high school for a fucking month before that boy was born. Anyway, they're both cancers. They were born on July 18th. Like me! Alright. On Saturday, you may feel like the monkey in the middle of a tug of war between honoring work commitments <laughs> and giving enough love to friends, family, and bae. Oh, well, I mean, he is at the All-Star game right now. He literally is. 
Blame. I don't know what Jamie's doing, but. Yeah. Texting too many people, maybe? I don't know. Probably, maybe. I don't know. Uh, blame it on Stalking a distressing dispute between Driven Mars in your professional realm and the personable Libra Moon in your domestic quarters. Your own deep well of compassion may feel like it's running dry, but cheer up, Cancer. That's just a fear. In reality, you're the same caring crab you've always been. You just don't. <laughs> you just don't do so well when your loyalty is challenged. On Sunday, you'll be back in cheerier spirits as a balancing quarter moon in Scorpio lights up your fun-loving fifth house and helps you reshuffle your priorities. Indulge in your own passions and surround yourself with people who never fail to crack you up. And since fame could come a calling, make sure you've got a killer outfit for your big debut. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I love it. It's like L dot Oh god, that's beautiful. Okay, that was a good. That was a good segment. I liked it. All right, we'll do it again. We'll do it again. Happy things. Do you have a happy? Thing? Ooh, that means it's time for me to order pizza. <laughs> I already put the order in. I just need to hit checkout. Do it. Oh man, I'm so hungry. Do you have a happy thing, Marin? Um, I do. Hang on, I'm I'm just I'm submitting it. Okay. Submit. Okay. Um, yes. So my happy thing is um I just went last weekend to California to visit one of my best friends in the whole world. And uh, this is the friend that I actually, like, I got ordained online so I could go to California in 2016, in October of 2016, and perform her wedding ceremony for her. So uh, th- that this is that friend. Um, I went to California to visit her. And so <laughs> it's funny because people are like, oh, what are you going to do in California? And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, sit in a dark room and watch a lot of TV together because that's what we do. But, like, I also was, we we also made it a point to get out of the house and go to, like, up here so I could see an ocean <laughs> and then go back. But, like, because she's, like, my fanish friend. Like, we sat down and I showed her, like, literally every single scene in the Emma and Hook storyline from Once Upon a Time, and she introduced me to her favorite parts of the new Voltron show. So, like, that's what we did with this weekend in among, like, eating a lot of delicious food and taking a walk along a pier. <laughs> That sounds like a great weekend, though. Dude, it was so much fun. It was a really good time. And so I flew out on Thursday night and got there really late. And she had to work on Friday. And she was like, I'm sorry, I'm leaving you at my house by myself by yourself. And I was like, I don't know if you realize, like, what a gift this is to me <laughs> to, like, spend all day around people because I'm flying and then have nothing to do the next day but entertain myself with your Xbox. <laughs> like, I'm fine. I'll sit and play Dragon Age for, like, four hours. I will be fine. So, it was beautiful. It was a great. It was a really fun weekend. And I know that my trip to England, the first one that's coming up in less than two weeks now, is not going to be that relaxing. So, it was nice to have a nice relaxing a nice relaxing trip before I do this other big trip that will not be relaxing in the slightest. But will be fun and I'll get to see my sister. So, you know. Yeah. You win some, you lose some. Oh, that's cool. That sounds like a great trip. And you get to see England. So, you know, whatever. I don't know why I'm complaining about England. <laughs> I'm not really, but, you know. Mm-hmm. So, what about you? My happy thing is a uh, pretty, pretty low-key happy thing. But I um, am doing a lot of podcasting these days. And so every year for Christmas, my granny sends uh, her children and grandchildren a check. And the only stipulation of the check is use it on something fun. That's what my mom says when she gives me money for Christmas. And so I bought myself a brand new mic, a much nicer mic. I hope there's an uptick in voice quality for all y'all, but I can tell for a fact on my computer I can tell you for sure that it's been much better this time. Well, there you go. From my end, anyway. Uh, much better, Mike. And I actually even went, like, full bore. It's still a USB mic, mic so it goes right straight into the computer. It's not, like, professional grade or anything like that. But it, mm-hmm. I got a one of the standy things that, like, hooks to my desk and, like, swivels. And wow. I got, like, a real professional pop filter, too. So, like, I feel like straight npr right now <laughs> so this is my happy thing i'm pretty that excited for the new thing. setup and then eventually i'll get curtains in here so you'll get even less echo and that'll be great 
Anyway, do you want to talk about listener that's questions? Good. That's a good. That's a good happy thing. Jen, friend of the podcast, Jen asks, excited to see my dream winter classic will happen next year. Ideal musical performances to accompany the spectacle. George Strait. I mean, is there any other option, really? The Dixie Chicks. <gasps> oh my god, because that would be a great fuck you to Nashville. Since, like, Nashville in general just shat upon them when they diss George Bush. Reba McIntyre. Mm, no, because that feels like that would be pandering to Nashville. I take back everything I just said. Why did you? You you gonged the I did. gong again. Dolly Parton. I mean, okay, you keep saying all these people that are from Tennessee. I don't understand why. Because I, I'm just thinking of big country star names. I mean, like, I love Dolly Parton, but this is Dallas's winter classic, not Nashville's. So, like... Pick a fucking Texan is what I'm saying. I don't know any Texans that I particularly would like. Well, George Strait. <laughs> and the Dixie Chicks. I didn't, you were, they, you oh, were, I didn't know they you were, were I had zero idea they were from Texas. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, I don't know if the, I don't know if they still live here, but like for a long time they all had houses in Austin. Oh, well, sweet. But okay, thought thought is a mutual coming together of teams. What if Dixie Chicks Dolly Parton collabo show? I mean, I'd be, I'd be okay with that. I think that's the way to go. I'd be fine with that. I mean, you know how much I love Dolly Parton. I love Dolly Parton. Fucking love the Dixie Chicks. Yeah, I saw them in concert. They were great. They were fucking great. They were one of my favorite concerts I've ever been to. Oh, yay. I've never seen them in concert, but I'd be down. I saw them like a couple of years ago, so this was like... I have another one thought. Of, yeah. Oh, okay. Another Dallas, very Dallas-specific thought. Shania Twain. Oh! Oh, oh! I like it. I like it a lot. I think we should just be in charge of it. I feel like that's probably true. I also feel like I've run through like all of the country artists that I know. <laughs> I'm looking now. I'm looking up like Texas musicians. Blue October's from Texas. I forgot about They're that. They're from Austin. They do shows in Austin all the fucking time. And I'm like, the you old have- 97s are also from Texas. Me- those both of those bands had one song on the radio. I know. And Blue October is terrible. Is apparently from Texas. I liked Blue I October. Did not Stop it. Like Blue o- oh, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. I feel like let's just make it. Let's just make it a, a female singer spectacular. People in t- Kelly Clarkson and Pentatonics. <laughs> you can have Kelly Clarkson and Pentatonics together. <laughs> They've already done an entire tour together. I saw them in concert too. I don't know why I yelled Kelly Clarkson like that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, There's like a I apologize to everybody listening. Kelly Clarkson yelling. I can't remember what the pop culture reference is now, too. I know. Yeah, oh, I can't remember a either. Year old version. Kelly Clarkson. Oh, that's right. Yeah, when he gets waxed. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, but I'm sorry. It should be Kelly Clarkson and Pentatonics. All right. Glenn asks, excluding the stars, which NHL team do you think has the most friendly fan base on Twitter? The most salty? Uh, okay, well, the most salty has got to go to... Ooh, mm, I'm going to say Oilers fans. They're pretty. Um, they're pretty... Yeah. They're pretty... Because, they're, like, and not only, like, they're salty when their team is doing well. They're salty when their team is doing poorly. They're salty all the time. That They're just salty. And they have two different flavors of salt, too. They have the, like, you're stupid for hating the Oilers salt. And then they're like, I'm stupid for liking the Oilers salt. Yeah, or the now that now that we have Connor McDavid, everybody wants to like us salt, and then it's like, oh right, but he still sucks. I mean, like we still suck salt, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's just salt all around. Yep, yeah. Um, there's just a lot of salt. No fat, no acid, no heat, but lots of salt. No, just a lot of salt. Um, so much salt. Friendly. Honestly, I don't think I've met the friendliest. Well, okay, unless you're a Penguins fan. The Caps fans I've met are mostly pretty cool people. And I you I meet a lot of Caps fans in real life, too, that I don't, like, they just pop up places. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm from the area. I like Caps. Carolyn, we forgot about Willie Nelson. Holy fucking shit, we did forget about Willie Nelson. 
I mean, I'm going to give us a pass because neither one of us is technically from Texas, but we forgot about Willie Nelson. There's a fucking statue of him in Austin. I know. I just went there. I just went there in November. Yeah. Yep. Been there many <laughs> I a just time. went there in November and saw the, uh, saw the, the McElroy brothers there. <laughs> I have a picture of myself in front of the statue. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Anyway, so it should be Willie Nelson, Kelly Clarkson, Pentatonics, and the Dixie Tricks. Done. With a surprise cameo from Dolly Parton. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but only if she sings one of the songs from her um, hit, not hit, it wasn't a hit, nobody saw it but me, uh, movie Joyful Noise. <laughs> Please do yourself a favor and Google, like, just go to YouTube and search for the finale of Joyful Noise. Because she covers, um, shit, what does she cover? That song, It's Like I Waited My Whole Life for This One Night, she covers it. That's the one about, like, gospel singing, right? Yes, it is. Isn't it, like, 1,000? Queen Latifah is also in it. Cuba Gooding Jr. in it or something like that? No. No. no, That's a different um, one. That's the other one about... You're thinking of something else. But that was also Uh, about gospel. Jesse Martin was in it. Jesse L. Martin was in it. Um, Queen Latifah, um, Dolly Parton, Chris Christopherson, I think, was in it for five Fuck. seconds. He played Dolly Parton's dead husband, um, who came back to sing a romantic duet with her as a ghost. It was great. <laughs> like, that whole movie. Carolyn, there is one scene where Queen Latifah and Dolly Parton's characters get into a fight, and Queen Latifah gets Dolly Parton in a headlock and threatens to rip off her wig. It is the best movie I've ever seen in my life. And if you don't agree, I don't want to hear about it, because you're wrong. I've never seen it, but now it's on my list. That movie is a damn delight. Oh, God. Okay, sorry. What were we talking about? We were talking about the friendliest fans. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've met any mean uh, ones or Caps fans I can think of off the top of my head, so I'm fine with saying that. Yeah, they, they, I mean, my biggest beef with Caps fans is some of them have blind spots when it comes to Tom Wilson, but I would say that's also not like a... I wouldn't say all of them have blind spots when it comes to Tom Wilson. I think I've seen one or two that didn't have a blind spot on Tom Wilson, so... Yeah. I don't know. I'm down with I'm down with Caps fans. I'm down. Whatever. I don't really care. They also are very much like they're so willing to self-emulate, and I can feel that. Yeah. So Andrew, too cool for Cali LA asks, uh, Texas stars did Harry Potter night on Friday. Harry Potter is old by now. What other fantasy series would you like to see as a theme night, and what would they do for it? Um, so I, if Harry Potter is old, I don't know what the kids are reading right now. (laughs) Like, I'm 37. I have no idea what the children read. I mean, if we're going by my nephew, my nephew, who is nine, has read all of the Harry Potters, is currently reading the Percy Jacksons, which are just as old as the Harry Potters. So like, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand why you'd want to get rid of Harry Potter. It has such universal appeal. No, he's like, in addition to, they got, they got a billion, billion theme nights. I'm surprised the first words out of your mouth weren't Lord of the Rings theme night. I would hate if they did a Lord of the Rings theme night. Wow. Okay. Here's the thing. It wouldn't be what I wanted it to be. It would be a disappointment no matter what they did, unless they did, like, unless they went whole hog for it, which they never do. Unless they did a dramatic recreation recreation of the Two Towers battle scene on ice. This is, I mean, like, you've got to give me Helm's Deep on ice. Like, or alternatively, the best damn, like, jersey you ever saw. But they don't do Harry Potter jerseys. They did a Star Wars jersey, but that was one Star Wars jersey in the last five years that I've seen, like. They don't do Harry Potter jerseys, so I don't think they do a Lord of the Rings jersey. So, like, no, I don't really want them to do Lord of the Rings. I don't want to be disappointed. I think it'd be fun to see a Star Trek night. Oh! I'm trying to stay ahead of my favorite Star Trek podcast. I'm, like, knee-deep in season four of Deep Space Nine. That season bangs, man! That's some good-ass Star Trek! I need to go back to Deep Space... I... 
you know, I had that whole thing where I was going to watch all of the Star Treks, and I got to, I got to, mm, where did I get to? I was in Deep Space Nine, and I just, like, head-dived into something else and never went back. I don't know why, but I need to go back. Deep Space Nine doesn't have the same soothing quality for me that TNG did, and that's why. See, I, yeah, TNG, man, I had no problem hitting the ground running with that, even in season one. Which is so and bad. And just going. Yeah. Well, and you know, like, I had so many people tell me that season one was so bad that by the time I finally got to, like, I finally was watching The Next Generation and I watched season one, I was like, this isn't quite as bad as I was expecting. So, like, good job for, like, raising my expectations too high. And then I got to, I mean, like, there was, obviously there was the whole racist episode, which was awful. But, like, yeah, Tasha was- Yar's death is really what killed me. Oh, it was, <laughs> was so like, bad. It was so bad. How dare you? <laughs> Okay, follow-up question. Let's assume they, I mean, Texas stars are one thing and no one knows who's on the Texas stars anymore. If you had to put them in the colored uniforms, who on the Dallas stars would wear red, blue, and gold? Well, Jamie is clearly a command. Mm -hmm. So is Tyler. So is Spezza. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would put Bish in command as well. I I feel like he would be a science officer. Mm, I no with the way he directs the defenseman, I would put him in command. I feel like Klingberg could go in blue. I know he directs things, but he's also very much like perimeter and like waiting for the right. Consuls in red. (laughs) Yeah, Johns Johns and Mathot are also in red. Yep. Brett Rich Brett Richie Roman Polak also in red. Well, well, hang on. Security's in gold. So I feel like Brett Ritchie might be in gold. Uh, it depends on which it depends on which um which one we're doing. Well I'm I'm I don't know OG very well, so I typically go with TNG colors and DS Because they changed the they changed the colors around for TNG because of data. Because of his skin color and how ter- terrible it looked with what the originals were. Okay, so so you're saying you're you wanna put who would who, who were you putting in gold in the Brett Ritchie. Um, security? Brett Ritchie. Oh, okay. Polak would be security as well. Uh, I'm putting Blake Como in red. Okay. Do we have any other science officers? Do we have any other blue? Um, I'd say Connor Con- Connor Carrick when he's healthy is in blue. Yeah, yeah. I would also put Janmark in blue. That makes sense to me. And uh, ooh, Honka probably in blue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting Val Natushkin in red. Sure. Uh, I'm putting I'm putting Pitlick in blue. Okay. Okay. I, I'm probably putting Anton Qdoban in blue too. I'm gonna put Fox in gold. Operations. No, that's good. I like it. I think that's everybody. I mean, right? It's pretty much everybody. It's not everybody, everybody, but no one cares. <laughs> no one cares about Nobody the names we forgot. I mean, uh, we didn't do Radulov. We didn't do Radulov. Blue. He's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Well, I'll, maybe I'll green. That. Maybe gold. Maybe green. Maybe green. <laughs> he's he's a fucking alien. So. <laughs> He's wearing the really, really awful, like, fur outfit <laughs> with the horn sticking out of his head. That's, that's yeah, him. He's got some loaf, for sure. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. And that's what we've got for you today. This is a long podcast. <laughs> Was it? I haven't even been shaming. Shit, yeah. Hey, you're welcome for all this banging content. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish. And you can find our uh, official Twitter at Depart Hockey. And if you have a longer question, comment, or theme idea, you can email us at DeepartHockey at gmail.com. You can find also find our official uh, blog at DeepartHockey.wordpress.com. Bye! <laughs> Bye! I was like, wait, what do I have to do? Do I have to thank anybody yeah, just for say, just say goodbye. <laughs> no, you just say goodbye. Oh God! No, I don't have to thank anybody for our theme song. We sang our theme song. We we sing our own theme song. Thank you to me and you. 